Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, bro. Ooh. Is that a St. Arnold's? It's a St. Arnold's. It's their summer pills. It's summer wonderful. pills. It's a seasonal. My friend uh, Caleb enjoys that. He gets it every summer. Man, Caleb knows what's up. Um, he does. I got a tiger's, show. For the show, yeah. Caleb, I've got a tiger's blood here. It's a sour. Who's that by? Is that Bishop? It's the owl people. Blue owl. Ooh. It's a blue owl brewing tiger's blood. I love. Uh, I'm a big fan of blue owl. Strawberry, watermelon, coconut, sour. It has to be cold as shit. Otherwise, it tastes weird. <laughs> I'll drop some ice cubes in it. I don't give a shit. But hey, man, cheers. Hey, hey. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Clink. Ah, how you doing, Jake? I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, um, honestly feeling kind of blue, you know, uh, I uh-huh. have a, I have a blue house with the blue in mm-hmm. there. Blue can mean a lot of things. This is true. This is true. No, um, I, I've been well, um, welcome back to Sith and Mimos, uh, the internet premiere, uh, citrus based, but not always citrus based libation podcast, wherein my partner Elliot and I, uh, I- Listen to a radio rock and electronica album, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes not all the time over uh, mimosas. Elliot, how have yes. you been? Been all right, man. Uh, I am in between bike races that I'm cutting up and all that, and I've been spending loads of time with the kid and having a great old time, uh, enduring the summer heat that we're still in. Uh, I heard a rumor that maybe Tuesday <laughs> might go down to 97, even. Ooh. So can you uh, imagine? If, so if break out your break out your sweaters. So if you're if you're listening to this um, uh, in any other state besides Texas, first off, good for you. You know, you yeah. lucky. Uh, yeah. uh, second, uh, we're like in a historic heat wave. We've now had like something like almost like forty days of over a hundred and five degree weather. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's terrible. Um, but I will say this, uh, this morning, uh, when I took my dog out, um, it was like 79 degrees outside and it was marvelous. Wait, how early was this? Like six 30. <laughs> really? Oh, it's breathtaking. I was like, Ooh, Ooh. I was honestly really? like, felt a little chill. Oh, it sounds delicious. If you're listening to this in the future, How's the post-apocalypse going? <laughs> Have you been to Thunderdome yet? I hope it's great. <laughs> I hope they're not overcharging, you know, for their, uh, their beverages. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, we're all in big heard- trouble, dude. <laughs> Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? Aliens. Have you heard oh, about aliens. This? Are we going to talk about the alien thing? There's been so much that's happened since we, we talked about. Ooh, boy. We're talking about anything. We haven't recorded in a while. We should say I that, know. too. Not since the Tour uh, de France. Yeah, we can blame Elliot because I was working on a tour de France. Um, and I apologize, but <laughs> that, that's uh, dedication. I, that 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 takes a lot. No, it's all good. <laughs> I, I got a I got a weird job and a and a and a lovely child. So I'm a pretty busy man. So you know, I'm just, I, we get these things out when we can. Well, you uh, you make the bikes, right? That's that's yeah. Told anyone, but you you yeah. you make the bikes. I sculpt the carbon fiber. <laughs> they all weigh. The uh, the the same weight as an orange <laughs> that you could might you might find in a mimosa, and they cost twenty two thousand dollars. Do they really cost that much? The bikes they use on the Tour de France, yes, yeah, 
They, they cost two of our cars. Like, like it's insane. Damn. It's insane. These things are uh, they're feats of uh, engineering. They're wild. You can pick them up with a pinky finger, and then like, it's wild, and they're indestructible. It's insane. Anyways, who cares about that? I do. I think that's cool. Oh, it is. It is pretty cool. If you're <laughs> nice, like, uh, it's it's a very uh, Euro sport. I had to bring that back. Yeah, how, how you been, man? Doing well. You know, I feel like um, I feel like I've been having a lot of opportunities to see some of my favorite bands. Uh, honestly, just this past week. So you're always I'm, at some cool ass show, and I'm always pretty jealous about it. <laughs> well, I. I, I figure I got to do it while I can, you know, like, yes. Uh, yes. Cause honestly, like these days I, I, I'm one of the things I look at, I'm like, are there seats available? Will my knee start acting up? These are mm. all contributing factors to, to my decisions. Um, So last week I went to go see Jimmy Eat world um, previous episode. Wow. Uh, it was wonderful. Um, They played on a Tuesday. And uh, but they fortunately were co-headlining and they played first that night. Uh, so I was able to get home uh, kind of on the early side. Um, but they're wonderful because you, you bailed on the headliner, right? Should we, should we mention the Should we mention the headliner so people are mad at you? Oh, hey, they're going to be mad at me in a second or maybe not. I don't know. So I missed out on Manchester Orchestra. I had seen them before. Um, oh, OK. Then you're all right. And they're, they're solid. Um, but I did have I did have a hour and a half commute the next morning so i had to miss the show um you had, a, you had a what an hour and a half commute the next morning so i had to i had to get home oh yikes where are you going for an hour and a half uh austin <laughs> wow okay yeah so you when we went because we went to a show together recently so did you drive an hour and a half or you, you caught us on your way down that wasn't too bad that was 45 <laughs> by the mornings Whew. yeah Whole nother, whole nother monster. Traffic. And then Friday, I had a chance to go see another previous episode, actually from like last fall, um, The Offspring. Yeah. Which, which were, they're fantastic. Um, solid, uh, really funny. Uh, they have probably the best pre-show I've ever seen. It was like 30 minutes uh, and they put a big timer on the stage, which I love. I like the timer thing. A lot of people are doing that now. And they had yeah, this like, fun. they had like, yes. And they had a bunch of like interactive things. They had like a kiss cam. They had a, a, a shake your butt cam. So they played like Sir Mix-a-Lots. I like big butts. Um, and everyone in the audience, they would like zoom in on someone and they would, you know, dance around. And this is pre-show, just getting people like excited. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, they had a, one, one of their, one of their uh, roadies, I'm assuming, uh, had a gorilla mask on and went out into the crowd and danced with people. And it was, it was really cool. Um, and I don't know if you remember uh, from Ixnay on the Ombre, the album we listened to the mm-hmm. intermission where it was like, now it's time Love. for the intermission. That's one of my favorite tracks on the album. So they, they played that this whole, this whole time, uh, something along those lines. Uh, I wonder if it was the same. I think it was Jello Biaf. Was it Jello Biafra um, from the dead Kennedys who was, who's doing that uh i i forget but uh they were playing that during the intermission which is which is really cool um oh that's and, fantastic uh, yeah they were great and, uh simple plan opened um uh along with some 41 and uh those are two of my faves and uh yeah it was it was a great night really hot but it was great i have a i had someone on the inside and i heard 
that simple plan covered Avril Lavigne. It was it was like a it was a sipping memo. It was just like a celebration of sipping, um, sipping dipitous. Yeah, like that. <laughs> episode title question sipping dipitous. Right. I love it. <laughs> um, yes, they pl- uh, simple plan. Who, I mean, honestly, some forty one and offering were in our were great, but simple plan kind of stole the show. Really? Um, yeah, they uh, they're just so damn charismatic. The singer um, Pierre Bouvier. Um, oh. very charismatic, very just seemed like such a genuine, nice dude. Is he a cyclist? Because that name sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he, I think he is, he's French Canadian. Uh, so he might be, <laughs> he's probably a fan. Um, sure. But, uh, but it was what, awesome. What was, simple, what was Simple Plan's like big hit in the day? So they had a couple. Um, the, the, the new guy with DJ Qualls and Elijah Dushku. I remember Dishku and I know who Digi Qualls is, but um, I don't remember that movie. The song was I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare. They did that one. <laughs> they know. had I do anything just to hold you in my arms, try to make you laugh. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to my life. Perfect. It it was they had some some bangers. Some bangers. Okay, cool. But but offspring. Oh, offspring was great, but like but simple plan like Came can correct, yeah. Um, Os- the simple plan really stole the show. I mean, I I I was able to see Osprey a couple years ago with three eleven. <laughs> um, three eleven. We should get to three eleven eventually, man. So it it was kind it, it was cool, and I mean, just to see those guys. I mean, they're kind of up there uh, for Green Day with Green Day with for me uh, as far as like uh, pop punk elder statesman, you know. Uh-huh. Um, which I don't know if you saw today, but Green Day just announced uh, the 30th anniversary of Dookie. They're doing like a big um, box set special release. Uh, check out our episode on Dookie um, a couple back. That was a fun one. Uh, after we dropped the Avril and DJ Shadow Private Press episode, Shadow drops Deluxe Edition of Private Press. And it's on Spotify. <gasps> like the day, like the day we released it. Oh, okay, I'm going to save. Look it up. Look it up right now. Like, I don't even to, know. I'm going to save it. Man, I actually saw a copy of Introducing on CD out in the wild uh, recently. Cool. Right on. Um, and I'm a big CD guy. You know this. Mm, are you? I love CDs. Um, <laughs> my wife, she said, as long as you can store them, you know, like, that's cool. You get, you can keep them because I had a lot of CDs. And I was like, I will store them. And so I was able to find these really great like wall hangers and so the inside of my closet um in my in my office is like lined with racks of cds that I, that my do you have a little space guy in between each each uh jewel case no they're like uh just those wire racks that were really popular mm-hmm. um, and uh oh, you know i have records but those were my growing up my records you know yeah of course it's so weird because i was just thinking about like you know Especially in a show like like I, I had all these CDs, of course, but they're gone, and I don't know where they are. They're in the ether somewhere, or like a sibling has them, or they're in a garage somewhere, or they're just thrown away. Because I've had all of these albums that we've talked about like on disc, but yeah. they're just gone now. They only live on in my heart and like, on streaming <laughs> services, which is so weird. But but now I, I my, my mission is to get like every album we've ever talked about on this show on vinyl. Which, speaking of, you sent me the sweetest picture ever a couple weeks ago. You took mm-hmm. you took your daughter record shopping. 
I took my daughter to record shopping and we had a dope ass haul. Uh, she, she, uh, got pretty bored pretty quick and just started ch <laughs> chasing me around the aisles, but I had already grabbed a few awesome things. She picked out, um, she went straight to like the Disney, like VHSs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she grabbed like two copies of beauty and the beast. And she's like, I want both of these. I'm like, you know what? You're going to get them. <laughs> and so we, we had, like, pretty sure mom's already got this at home, but you know what? I want you to experience the joy of record shopping with me. And I pulled up. I got uh, Moon Safari by Air. Oh, uh, I got uh, and I got Delta Generation by Prodigy, which is long time coming. You know, um, oh, check out our episode uh, on that one. That was that's season one. Jilted uh, Generation. Oh, it's like the I'm second sorry, Prodigy. It's like the second album we I I sent to you. Yeah, we did we homework did and then Jilted. Yeah, and didn't we do Jilted with Sugar Ray? <laughs> I think maybe yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, but like just so many memories. Um, oh, it's an awesome album. So I got that now. Like I feel like a little more complete and great. And I picked up a uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion by Animal Collective. I don't know if you're familiar. I would love to have Air on vinyl. I'd I'd love. I have Surrender. Mm -hmm. Thanks, thanks to my boy. I've um, got Rob Zombie. Thanks to my boy. That's right, man. I I'm trying to think. Recent from recent ones, I I I absolutely one hundred percent want play. Do you have play on on vinyl? I don't. I bet you that's a really nice experience. Sure, I bet you could get that. I think yeah, it's I, just I, like, do you do you want OG pressing or do you want reissue? Yeah. If, you're, if you're cool with reissue, you can find any most any of these. But like, uh, if you find an old one, holy shit! I actually picked up a a pressing of um my favorite Elton John record made in england it's a it's a 90s one so we'll probably talk about it eventually but it was out of press for long since like the 90s so you couldn't find one for under 300 dollars. wow but they repressed it um and oh man it sounds so good oh i'm so happy um, awesome it's got my favorite elton it's like a lion king era elton oh, oh okay yeah. interesting um, but it's got my favorite favorite song in there blessed and uh, i tend to I tend to get really obsessed with songs and we'll like listen to them just endlessly to the point where we'll be getting ready for bed and my wife will be like ready for bed. And I'm just like, oh, hold on one sec. And I'll like put the song on and I'll just like, I feel like I like a, like a little, like a baby, you know, like, wow, I got to watch, you know, this episode of, you know, Peppa Pig before bed, you know? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of <laughs> And it's so it's the most like bizarre song sometime. Um, like one of them for the longest time was the theme for the Lost Boys, uh, "Cry Little Sister." Mm. Cry little sister. Uh, Is it the one with the with the children's children choir? Yeah, yeah. Da, was, ba, ba, ba. That one. Uh, Thou shall not fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was obsessed. Uh. Like, who like, did that? Elton. <sighs> No, that one was Gerard McCann. Oh. That one, like, I think at the, the year-end Spotify list, I think I listened to it something like 60 times. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I I tend to, like, zero in and just kind of, like, burn myself out on on some songs. I remember I was at, a like, a dungeon party, like a basement party, and and uh, uh, and a, the DJ, like, before me played a remix of that. Ooh. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, Lost Boys, bro. I'm like, okay. And like everyone in the crowd was like, the fuck is this? 
And then like it's, you know, and like, and like, I'm like, sure enough, like, oh shit, it's a slamming. Okay. But it was decidedly that exact song and that stuck in my head. I was like, interesting. Okay. I adore that song. And I, I adore the Lost Boys too. I had COVID like two years ago. No, no. I didn't have COVID. Thank I did. Or I could have just had a really bad cold. <laughs> we all we all did or did not have COVID two years ago to the day. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll um, never know. And uh <laughs> so I remember just being sick as a dog and it was streaming on HBO and I was like, I've never seen this movie. I'm gonna watch it. And I don't know if it was just like the fever I had. Oh, I thought you were a big old fan. Um, well, th- this is this is why, <laughs> because th- there I was this afternoon. Uh, I called into work because I wasn't feeling well, and I just watched The Lost Boys like back to back, and I was just like, I love this song, I love these actors, I love everything about this, and just it just be kind of came my identity for about a month, and yeah, true story. <laughs> Wait, so, so to wrap up all the shows that you've seen live recently. What was the best you've seen in like the last couple of weeks? Because you you go to you end up going to a lot of shows. Yeah, I um last couple of weeks, I think the one that still takes it all is Blink One Eighty Two from the summer. Uh, that one, that one meant a lot. Tell us about Blink. Oh man, so we were like waiting because it sold out really quickly. Um, yeah, and so we were like waiting, and we just like literally like two hours before the show, we we're like, let's do it. Um. And it was awesome. You know, I'd seen I'd seen Tom with Angels and Airwaves and Mark and Travis with Plus 44 and Blink-182 with the um, with Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio. Um, all really awesome concerts, really cool experiences, but never the, the three Mark, Tom and Travis. As we've discussed before, uh, Blink-182 is my favorite band and Tom DeLonge is my favorite guitar player. And to see to see him with mark and travis uh and here they're just goofy stage banter banter uh mm-hmm. it, it was it was really special i cried for sure that's great they came out with anthem part two um which is the opening track for my favorite album take off your pants and jacket and i was just like it was like one of those things where i was just like overwhelmed I was still like, still funny yeah <laughs> and i was just like i can't believe i'm watching this like it's like that scene in um in in pop star when they're and uh they're interviewing Questlove right after uh the Style Boys reunite and Questlove's like, wow, I can't believe I'm watching this. <laughs> That's how I felt. I felt like Questlove and, and pop star freaking out over Style Boys, but it was it was awesome and we've got some really exciting ones coming up. Aerosmith at some point this fall. So oh. get ready for our uh, our episode on Armageddon. For, you know, Oh, <laughs> don't worry. It's the holiday season. I I won't oh. do that to you. <laughs> no, you can do whatever you want. That's the that's the game. That's the show. Uh, but boy, I've got although we should got a we weird do thing like, about Aerosmith, man. We should do like a we should do like a music video special where we watch a music video together and we put it on YouTube. Yeah, and go visual with it. Uh, that'd be cool. We can do a uh, crazy starring '90s icon Alicia Silverstone. And, and his daughter. Very weird. And not great. <laughs> but not great. But yeah. I saw some I saw some Blink 182 like clip of uh Tom like introing a song and goes, Hey, 
I was right about UFOs. And they go, nah, 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 nah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck you guys. Like, nah, nah, nah. They're like, shit, he was right. Because <laughs> uh, oh. we don't have to, there's just not much to talk about, but like, uh, aliens exist. So. Yeah, so uh, within the last like two three weeks, uh, if I'm not mistaken, as a as a recording, uh, some very high up people have um, testified to Congress that um, mm-hmm. aliens exist. And yeah, the and, and the guy read them. he read Blink One Eighty Two lyrics in Congress, <laughs> and I, <laughs> my favorite was like, "So did you find like pilots of these uh, ships?" And they're like, "Oh yeah." Uh, and they're like, and they weren't human. And he's like, no. And they're like, to the best of your knowledge, have any of these beings harmed a human? And he goes, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I haven't like, actually watched the the hearings. It's, it, it's fucking wild. He's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They've definitely harmed us. Like, it, it's so. It just and like this is like barely news, you know. Like it's it's, Which it's is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Because people are like, we got our own shit going on. Rent's about to be due in a week. And the McRib is back. So, like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Oh, it's so weird. It's so weird. What a weird it, time to run. It's a strange timeline. Okay, so this is kind of a weird episode of Sipping Mimos. We were excited for this one. Uh, and I, last time we recorded, I picked a band. And, you know, listen to the album that I chose and I was super psyched for it. And then, like, I, you know, upon my research, like, uh-oh, some shit's gone down. And this is not a band we should be talking about right now. Um, like, Jake and I talked before we started recording, like, like oh, to an hour before. Like, what should we do? And we both decided, like, let's just not do it. So apologies to anyone that was excited for it. But it feels like with these allegations we, we shouldn't be putting a spotlight on the this this band right now and we shouldn't like you know be uh, accidentally promoting their material so we're just not going to do it because it's problematic and you know we don't need to be um even deeply indirectly sending these people money so i think we're going to talk about jake's album this week and that's that i hope everyone understands and we hear you, and we're we're on the side of people that have been put in awful situations by bad people. So, that, that, I think that's kind of all I have to say. So, like Elliot said, a little different, um, a little different format for the show, but totally support it out of you know out of respect. So we're just going to refrain from going there. Uh, but the album I brought uh, to the table this week. Uh, yes. is is one that means a whole lot to me kind of has led me to you know where we are recording right now uh, a blue house uh, no. it's also it's also like bursting with positivity which is what i need right now after being so disappointed with my choice this week so so, so i can't wait so submitted for your approval sorry uh, <laughs> I, love, I love that i just got i just got paramount plus and uh watched a, a boatload of are you afraid of the dark um so uh submitted, oh, for, wow. your, <laughs> uh, submitted for your approval uh we are going to talk about 1999's euro pop by a little italian band by the name of eiffel 65 here <gasps> we we Go! Go. <laughs> Yo, listen up, here's the story about a little guy that lives 
and everything he sees is just blue like him inside and outside blue his house with the blue little window and a blue corvette and everything is blue for him and himself and everybody around cause he ain't got nobody to listen I'm Good. Yeah, you like that? That that sound effect all that that sound effect is all over. This it's episode. all over. Um. All right. So I, let's, I think that's what the DJ did. He's like, no, it needs a little. Oh, we'll, we'll get all over the. Okay, let's it's go. Like, yeah, let's go. Uh, so let's go back. Uh, I guess uh, at this point, let's go back twenty-four years now. Um, you know, little scrawny Jake. Here's a song on the radio. Mm-hmm. That burrows into his ears, into his psyche, into his spirit, and he cannot stop listening. Kind of, this might be like one of those first instances with the whole "Cry Little Sister" thing, where I just kind of obsess over a song. Um, that song is "Blue Daba D." Daba D. Uh, Elliot. Yeah. What were your thoughts? This is this is huge. This is like this is the first. Well, I mean, if you want to do Ray of Light, but we won't go over there. Uh, <laughs> this is the first time we brought... <laughs> uh, I've I've brought an electronic album to the table. A full-blown electronic album. What were yes. your thoughts on Europop? So we swapped it this, this episode, and, and Jake picked the uh, Electronica album, and I picked an album that we're not going to talk about. So I'm not about that, but it's fine. And I, I, I wrote down... When I was taking notes, I wrote down the word cynicism, and I crossed it out. I'm not going to Ray of Light this. Because you know what? I don't think iPhone 65 had that in their hearts when they were putting this together. So uh, this 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 track, Blue, came out and it was like just on the radio all of a sudden. I know, and in 99 or whatever, I was like, well, hang on, wait a minute. I've been pushing this sound for a long time in my social circles in high school and all this. And I've been listening, I've been listening to Chemical Brothers and Prodigy and if I'm with something like and, and like and uh, your 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 Paul Van Dykes, your your uh, Darudes, your ATBs, and all this these guys that like even like one wonder electronic like dance artists and like but this one's okay and it's being played at high school dances because of because of, because of the radio because of Billboard or whatever. This is perfect and this is exactly what I wanted to find out from you because at this point in your life, you're in it. You're you. Oh, I'm you know, in. This it. is '99. You've already started DJing out you know, yeah. doing shows. Um, what was, so was the electronic culture, was it still considered kind of underground? In the States? Yes. Um, well, okay. Let's see like 99. Right. So it's, it's, it's breaking, it's breaking through, but like uh, we, we did not have the uh, like EDM festivals, you know, like right. that are so prevalent now where like people go and like rage out to dubstep for 12 hours. Right. Which feels insane to me. And it's mostly because I'm 40. Just- I can't even imagine my back I'm, just aches thinking about it. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm exhausted considering it. <laughs> uh, so, and then this this song breaks through 
girlfriends and like friends that like didn't appreciate the stuff I was trying to push on them and, and with my mixtapes and all that were like, so you must like this one, right? And it's blue, Davidi. And like I heard it, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, yeah, it's catchy, it's good, it's cool. All right. I mean, that's kind of it's kind of what I listen to, sort of, but it's pop. It is like Euro pop, emphasis on the pop. Oh, yeah. It is um designed to cross over into a big audience. It's like designed to be chanted at football games, you know? Yeah. Uh soccer games. Like, and it has therefore, and like half the lyrics don't make sense. They're just, it's just a chant, you, you know, like zombie nation or whatever, like listeners. Um, but like, of course this breaks through, but like the history of this tune and, and therefore the album is an interesting one. Two Italian dudes and, and a guy from Brooklyn end up in this kind of hit factory, like, like this studio that like makes a bunch of tracks, like mega mixes and like remixes. And they're just like churning out shit. I kind of got the vibe. It was almost like, um, like an artist collective kind of deal. Yeah, called I think the Bliss like, Corporation. Bliss Corporation. So it's a bunch of dudes that like kind of know what they're doing with keyboards and Pro Tools. If enough of them make stuff, we'll get a hit eventually. You know, like the thing about like if you put a bunch of monkeys in a room with typewriters, eventually they'll hit Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> that feels like an oversimplification, but it feels like what they were doing. Like they're they're cranking out shit like five tracks a day, and famously it took them. Two hours to, to write this song. It's it's wild, but uh, sometimes that's you know all it takes. Who is the so, pianist? You got Maurizio. Maurizio Lobina. Maurizio Lobina was like planking planking along on the keys. Oh, uh, these keys! So I think these keys sound like Paul Van Dyke. You winced via text. I could feel it. I <laughs> Jake texted me pre-show and saying I get a lot of Paul Van Dyke vibes. I'm like, all right. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I get it, I understand, but like, ah, uh, okay. The, something about like the way the keys are all played at the same um, threshold. Uh, so when you say threshold, you mean like uh, like the attack, like the way you hit the keys, like there's no um, yes, uh, nuance, nuance. Uh, what is it called? Um, about uh, dynamic like you- dynamic range. Okay, I, I like that because at the end of the day, a drum is uh, a, a piano is a percussion instrument. You know, you you're, you're hitting you're hitting strings with mallets. You know, it's a percussion instrument, um, and I, that is something I I did notice this time around. How there, it's just like a flat like, there's no like, you know, with the pinky. There's no it's not soft. It's just all. <laughs> do, do you remember the Charlie Brown special where where they're trying to like, uh, who's the who's the piano player in Charlie Brown? Linus? Is it Linus? No, Schrader. I would Schrader. Like Lucy comes up to Schrader is like, play that, play that Christmas song, and he like plays this beautiful piece. She's like, no, the other one. He plays another beautiful piece. She's like, no, the one, you know, the other one. one. He goes, bing, 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 (laughs) bing, 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 bing. She's like, that's it. And he like flies off the piano. That's kind of how I feel about these (laughs) piano parts. I don't mean to shit on them because remember, I'm not being cynical. I'm not gonna ray of light this guy, these guys. So so let me let me ask you this let me, before we dive into because yeah. as a whole I love this album but there's no escaping blue so we're probably gonna spend the majority of our time talking about blue um, if you like <laughs> well okay so 
so we've listened to a, a to loads of um uh, electronica from the uk you know uh, we we've gone australia i think is this our first italian electronic band we've talked about plenty of french dudes plenty of london guys like uh um yeah yeah so this you know i know it's very much in the electronica vein and i know these guys have like uh DJing backgrounds. Oh, well, um, Gabriel does. Gabriel Ponte, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think differentiates um, this Italian electronica from, um, let's say, like the British or or um, the French? That's what I. That's what I was thinking uh, about. I was like, we haven't really talked about Italy, but I mean, I can hear like some Daft Punk. You know. Yes. You can hear some Daft Punk, uh, and you can hear some Giorgio Moroder, who is an Italian producer. Okay, awesome. Got right out of my brain. Giorgio Moroder is Italian. Um, so like, they're, they're, and he's also like considered one of the first people to um, de- develop the trance sound. Yeah, Donna Summer. I feel love with Donna Summer. Something about that bass line became the blueprint for trance music. And it's actually like the polka bass, the like kick, 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 and you can hear it all over this this one. Um, and that 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 evolved into trance music from the like oddly Italian polka influenced bassline dance music when disco hit Italy. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. It's so, cool. This like, kind of like getting that etymology of of. Uh... European electronic, I love it. Yeah, so so these guys would not exist without Giorgio. Um, they wouldn't exist without uh, you know all the guys we talked about and all this. So they're like they're 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 taking their influences and wearing them on their sleeve and all this. One day, what Maurizio was you know, kind of plucking on this this arpeggiated piano riff, plucking and... away like bum 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 and the other two guys, like, uh, or the other, uh, Gabriel? Gabriel Ponte, yeah, the, the Gabriel Ponte. He's like, that sounds cool. And then Maurizio Mori, if you like. Like, we, we gotta get the, that cool vocalist from Brooklyn in here to see what he thinks. And he said, yeah, I've got three ideas. Yeah. One's like easy, one's like a little tougher, and then one's like weird as shit. They're like, let's go, let's go weirder. He's like, I'm blue, da ba dee, da ba die. Um, he said he, he wrote the lyrics in like 40 minutes or something yeah. like that, which is, I mean, yeah. they always say the ones that come to you the quickest are usually the most successful. We've talked about this and, a lot with you, like a lot of your punk bands, like they're just like, oh, we have to have a B side. And they just come up with something real quick on the spot and it becomes like a huge hit. And, and it's all the small things. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. How about that? Um, uh, this album and and blue, uh, like I, I mentioned earlier, but it's kind of like how we got here because this is I, I talked about like ultimate dance vo- mix volume two, you know, and uh, like Hathaway's uh, Hathaway's what, uh, what is love? Yeah, uh, and, and um, talk about coronavirus earlier, but Corona's um, I, I think it's call me when you're down. These like very elect uh, European influenced like electronic pop that I just that was like kind of like all over, like everywhere in the 90s um but yeah. this this was the first album that i i'd ever gotten to do that was all electronic and i was obsessed were you really obsessed what hit you about this one 
I thought it was I, I well I've always loved pop music. I mm-hmm. just always loved pop music. I think I I think I love pop, you know, just as much, if not a little bit more than rock. I just I love a good melody. Oh, I love a good melody. Um yeah. lyrics I've talked about it before, but lyrics tend to always come second for me. Mm-hmm. Be, oh, I love this song. Wait, what's it about? You know? Um uh yeah, these guys these these guys are melody first. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, Seems yeah. Like one of my favorite songs on this one is Dub in This Life. Dub in mm-hmm. Life. Yeah. Um, and has this great do 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 and I had a strobe light because um, we had a we put on like a, a, a haunted house and we had a strobe light and I would I would host many raves in my room and I would put on Dub in This Life and pretend like I was a DJ even though I didn't know what a DJ do- did but I would uh-huh. be I would be conducting in my room to these songs and I, I, I was obsessed I this I list, this one was on repeat one of the earliest repeat records for me for sure wow you wouldn't guess it but this is this is actually like a top 10 all-timer uh for for your boy jake wow yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah so you felt kind of like when this dropped you're and everyone was really into it you were just like this is what i've been doing this is this is who I am. Like this, you know, now everyone, now all of a sudden everyone's into it. I had that, like, you know, I had that ray of light moment for a minute uh, yeah. where I was like, come on, what the, I've been telling you guys about this stuff all, all along. Uh, you know, I've been trying to, you know, push this sound, you know, push this sound <laughs> when I'm, when I'm 17. Uh, well, that's a real thing though. You know, I mean, you're making, you're making tapes, you know, making mixes for people. That's a real thing. It began like this slide into dance music is now pop music, so every everyone's doing dance music now. It, it, it helps along that way. So this, this song got like it, it accidentally got radio play from like one of their DJ friends in Italy, and and it became this it's a spread because it's real catchy. They, like they made a tune in a couple hours, and and then, like and then a couple days later they you know pressed it or whatever, and then they went to the clubs. Um, and they played it, cleared the floor. People are like, what the fuck is this? Uh, no, no one wants to listen to this nonsense. And then it gets radio play and people recognize it. So there, there's a thing in DJing where you want, where you want to like remind people of songs that they like, but you also want to introduce them to something new. And that's a gamble. Because <laughs> yeah. you never know, like people are there to dance. They don't want to experiment or hear something they haven't heard before necessarily. Certainly in those times, this became this crossover thing. And I think it helped that it was, you could apply your own lyrics to it. Daba di daba die. Like, oh my, okay. Uh, yeah, so what are some misheard lyrics that you've heard over the past 24 years? Well, well, Blue, like, uh, my friends thought I was, I believe I will die. Oh, like, I've I never heard, heard that one. <laughs> like, uh, like, like, I, like, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not that. It says in the thing, like, parenthetical, daba di, like, like, I don't think. I believe I will die. I believe I will die. Like I don't think it's that. that I've never heard <laughs> that one. I heard I'm in need of a guy. Um, <laughs> if I was green, I would die. <laughs> that, that, yeah, the 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 vocalist said that in the in the, in the video. I said, you know, um, if I was green, I would die. It's odd that people take like this like dark version of it because I guess blue can mean regionally, like right, sadness. Right. 
but he didn't ha- he didn't intend that whatsoever. In Germany, it means drunk, you know. So like, like it all is different. I got a girlfriend. She is blue as well. I got a blue right. Corvette. It's parked outside, you know, like all this stuff. Like like like. Well, it just it just it just means this color. This is I, I guess. But like he he was just going for like I think nonsense, and then like allowing people to uh, 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 place upon them whatever they want it to mean. That's and that's that's a. I mean, this it, it's a. I don't want to say a novelty song. Oh, it, it's pushing the limits of. It, I mean, be a novelty song. I but to have. I mean, because I remember when I was a kid, I thought the song was about being sad. You know, like yeah. you know, I'm blue and my house is blue. I'm so blue that you know my car is blue. You know, um, mm-hmm. but that's pretty cool how they were able to like you like you kind of touched on it, but people were able to like. Uh, transfer these maybe what they were feeling you know like i'm kind of blue and you know i I don't know or blue like it's just like a it should be like a soothing color you know like uh, yeah uh and 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 it's the sky it could be it could mean like reaching new heights like you know it could be it should be a hopeful color but somehow it's blue yeah uh thanks a lot jazz i know (laughs) i guess i guess (laughs) i don't know did you that, that, talk about etymology? Where when did blue become synonymous with sadness? Well, that's something to that look up. In that awesome video uh, that you sent, well, me, blues, I suppose, blues. It was, but it was why is it called that? Done by Vice. Oh, that's very true. Blues. Mm-hmm. Very true. I got the blues. Huh. Let's figure this out. Let's figure this and out. That's that's really good. Elliot sent me this awesome video done by yes. Vice. Uh, it's yeah. uh, the story of Blue Daba D by Eiffel sixty five and the um have interviews with the three main guys and um Massimo who I guess owned the studio or was like the producer at the studio. The dude like um, owned the owned the uh the chimpanzee warehouse. The the the, the guy that funded producers to like just the, crank out tunes. The yeah. Bliss Corporation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Blissco. <laughs> and so he talks about like Elliot said like when, when they went to germany to to perform and they were like oh blue you're drunk because blue means you know you're if you're blue you're drunk in germany apparently and then when they went to the uk they said why are you writing a song about being sad you know and it's like what i know it's just about being the color blue (laughs) it's just about being the color it seems to be uh what what other songs stood out for you on europop uh, on Europop, uh, immediately, uh, I remember, like, because ha- I, I, of course, bought the album on compact disc. You had it on compact? Did you have the red one with, like, the cool, like, space album artwork? I don't know if it was, like, the, you know, the Interstellar-looking one. <laughs> I think it might have been. Or, I feel like they had, like, another shitty version of it. Uh, maybe with, like, Gradient and cartoons on it or whatever. Because the video for Blue, holy shit. Oh, my God. Um, well... well We'll get to it, uh, but like, uh, but like, I got it because like I wanted to like steady blue and like why is this a big hit? And like okay, okay, I got it. It's catchy and it's like you know it's like it's like other anthems I've seen before and like maybe even like you know Dirty Vegas. Like they, 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 it just like it just hits at a certain point and it and it and it lands in the in the monoculture perfectly and it's just it's catchy enough. You know it's like Ace of Base or whatever you know like before it and, and oh, it just yeah. like lands. This lands and people are ready for it, but but living in a bobble. Oh man! Um, I think track four or five or whatever. Like like I kind of knocked my socks off because I'm like, oh, they're good at this. And then like I, I sort of really like 
appreciating like, oh, this vocalist is kind of a chameleon, and he's a, he's a, actually incredible. There's not there's there's less like auto tune vocoder nonsense on Blue than you think there is. This guy is just kind of wild at singing. Like he's bending his voice in a way that's like that wasn't manipulated. Like not necessarily auto tune or vocoder, but like a harmonizer on him. Right. He, they just like they just kind of like Elliot Smithed him. And like like duplicated his voice and like high low, like rap. But um, living the bubble has these amazing strings in it. I think they're gorgeous. I listening to living in the bubble those strings. Listening to it now um, with bum, the bum, bum, bum. Here, Yeah, I got a uh, bittersweet <laughs> symphony. I was like, oh wow, this reminds me of bittersweet symphony. Sure, why not? Of course. Um, yeah. So really, have I like, told you really clean quartet? Go on. Have, yeah. have I told you my living in the bubble story? Recently. No. So okay. recently. So I, I was in a bubble. <laughs> I was in a bubble. Um, Were you Jake Gyllenhaal and really sick, and you had one on an adventure? Oh my gosh, I forgot about Bubble Boy. <laughs> That's OG Jake Gyllenhaal, man. When I first heard "Living in a Bubble," the way I heard Jeffrey J singing, uh, I thought he was saying something about the Bible. I heard bu- "Bubble" as Bible. The lyrics for this song, he's talking about life in the bubble isn't real. And I remember thinking, like, as a kid, being like, whoa, like, what is he, what, what's going on? You know, like, what is he saying about the Bible? Uh, and so, like, just, just so you can read, so it's like, the lyric is, a bubble's no reality. You have to have a look outside. And I heard, the Bible's no reality. You have to have a look outside. Uh, the Bible is not real. <laughs> this, this, this is like a big psychological record for me. <laughs> Jake, I grew up. I grew up pretty churchy as well, or at least, uh, you know, by happenstance. I think I had the exact same conversation with my friends about this song. Really? Like, is he saying bubble or Bible? Because like, well, go back. Well, the track to- listing. The track list says bubble. Yeah, but listen to him. Like, what? He, he's saying, no, in the Bible, Bible. That's how he's saying it, and it's like, in the Bible, baby. Yeah, Bible's no I, reality. I listen. I we kind of had this idea to do this episode like a couple months back, and yeah. for 24 years of my life, I thought this band was talking about religion and religion not being real. And so when I listened to it, you know, in spring or whenever it was on Spotify, I had the lyrics pulled up and it said like "living the bubble is not real." I'm just like, no, 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 no. The song's about the Bible. These are wrong. Spotify's wrong. Oh, you <laughs> just, thought it was living in the Bible? Yeah, I thought it was like a, a song about like organized religion. <laughs> well, this goes this goes again to like maybe perhaps like what they were maybe where they were maybe they planned this like where where you can adopt and adapt blue to whatever you want the lyrics to say like and like maybe if we like just distort, distort the voice enough, people will just apply their own lyrics and message to it, and it'll be whatever they want it to be. I, I wonder if this was planned. Like it's, it's so yeah. it's, it's it's very curious. Also, like, bubble is not a very elegant word to sing, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of hard Bs and, like, um, all right. But, like, uh, but and, uh, that's very curious. And I was also, because, I mean, the opening track, Too Much of Heaven, like, and I was already thinking, like, oh, maybe there's, like, Too some. Too Much of Heaven. Okay, like, maybe there's, like, some something deep. I remember being a kid and being, like, like I said, you know, you know, doing doing my thing in, in, in Catholic school and just being, like, listening to this, being, like, man, these. This is this is kind of heavy, you know. 
Well, and, and they like just sadly like made a point, at least the lyricist did, who's fantastic, by the way. He seems like a really cool dude. He seems and, like a really like very nice guy. And like listening to the entire album in full, like Timberlake-esque like performances, like, oh yeah. And like right back into it. And like 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 when he was like brought on into the collective, they're like, oh, he can do like American accent and an Italian accent and whatever. Like he sounds good when he's like auto-tuned and he sounds good when he's like rapping or or on like your clown when he's doing like a post-punk Depeche Mode thing which is like pretty wild it's the same guy what the fuck like um like oh cool dude so it's just like these are studio musicians yeah that like accidentally made a huge hit like when like they're kind of chameleons and they can do whatever but yes like too much heaven is about like money's not what you want you don't want like it's 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 bullshit. You know, it's heavens around us. Like you're you're missing the point. There's a lot of that through line in this album, which is antithetical to like, uh, especially the DJ thing at the time, which was like, money is awesome. It's the best thing ever. Look how rich these DJs are. And then cut to the DJ leaving the group. Yeah. So, Eiffel 65. They were kind of a short-lived band. Um, uh, the although I think they the the Jeffrey and Mauricio still perform. They still, um, they still. But, you can look up their tour dates right now. They're still playing out in Italy and stuff. I would. Good for them. To, I would. Oh, Let's go. If they, if they come anywhere near here, we need to go. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't they be amazing? Like if they just showed up at ACL, like that would be like a huge pull. Oh, people with, would lose with, their shit. The same amount of time from like 1990 to 1960 is the same amount of time from like 1990. To now or something like that like it's it's okay. 30, it's 30 years like yeah that adds know. up <laughs> yeah it's like that sounds so silly sorry sipping memos <laughs> you're fine uh it's like embracing of past pop culture sensations you know that you saw you know uh in in the 90s when bands were doing like the psychedelic thing you know and oasis was kind of doing like a kinks thing you know we are in that era now where so many things from the 90s are being re-embraced in fashion, in you know, in music, in art, and um, ah, you know, you see it a lot of these like 90s tours, like like Creed is doing a like a, a, a tour where they're like you know they're reuniting after so long and they're playing with a bunch of other 90s bands. Yeah, we're we're in we're in the age of nostalgia, you know, like yeah, because it's like with, all the people that were all the people that were like of age during that time are now older and at a point where they can share it with you know their own their own kids you know they can share it with their loved ones you know and i, I think it's i think it's awesome because you know i was like 11 when this came out for the first time and i there's no way i was going to be able to travel to miami to see them or or wherever they were new york you know i don't even know um 11 so but yeah i uh if they were to headline they i mean they would crush it i mean can you imagine how hard people will go to like blue? Like that's that's an, I have it in my notes, but like blues one of the one of the great pop songs of the nineties. hundred percent. Let them open up for Shania Twain. At, oh my gosh. At October's ACL. Like what are we doing? Like um, like you know, they they ended up opening up for Destiny's Child. They were doing crazy shit. They were they said they were performing every day after after April eleventh, nineteen ninety nine. Which is when blue blew up. From what from what I think we both kinda gathered from 
from this Vice video is that Jeffrey, the vocalist, really easygoing dude. He didn't have anything bad to say about anyone. No. Um, Neither did like, Maury, seems to be. Yeah. He was just like, they were, Jeffrey was just kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm happy he's successful on his solo career and he's got a lot of things going on. Meaning, you know? meaning the DJ Gabri. Yeah. So the Gabri Ponte, the, the DJ, he wanted a solo career. Um, and I think there may have been some dispute over songwriting credits and who did what. Um, so it sounds like there might be some sour blood between Maritio and, and Gabri. But I imagine this, this would happen in a warehouse where you're just cranking out tunes and everyone's yeah. collaborating at each other. Yeah. And one of them hits, oops, wait, who actually did what? And what yeah. percentage? <laughs> and like all this, like, where do the where does the money go? Blah, blah, blah. But like, you know what, man? God damn it. Music is always a collaboration. Yeah. Maybe just be cool about it. But there's something to be said about like um, the, the vocalist and the pianist, uh, who are both amazing. Um, don't DJ. And in 99, being a superstar DJ was a very big deal. Like, I don't know, I don't know if you did, but DJ as iPhone 65 or like, you know, just go on tour as the dude from iPhone 65 as whoever, you can make a lot of money. Because that was like peak superstar DJ era. So, yeah, that would add to... You're young... You know, you you know, I could see it. You know, and um, it seems like they're all enjoying doing uh, what they're doing. I actually listened to some of Gabri's uh, solo stuff, and he's got um, a song called uh, "Thunder" with Lumix and Pre Prezioso. Um, that's really good. It uh, kind of reminds me of uh, "Eat, Sleep, Rave, Repeat," which uh, Fatboy Slim mm. and uh, Calvin Harris collab. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and also, he's got a song called Monster with Lumix. Um, and uh, I'm not familiar with, with Lumix, but I'm just kind of reading from my notes. Um, and so I was listening to the song, and it's it samples a, an emo song by this band I used to listen to called Megan Dia. So there oh, I'm wow. listening to it, and I'm hearing, Monster, how does your life feel? And I'm just like... That's Megan Dia, uh, and yeah, so Megan Dia. That feels like a deep cut. I don't even know what you're saying right now. Yeah, <laughs> they're awesome. Um, they're, they're really cool. I saw them open up for uh, Tom DeLonge and Angels and Airwaves. Actually, <sighs> this album made me want to buy a, a synthesizer. Um, mm. uh, I think they're using like Yamaha and and Roland uh, uh, keyboards. I tried to I tried to look it up, um, but there's just only speculation. A song I, I didn't really understand when I was a kid, but I just kind of like was kind of giggling at it this afternoon was my console, which is just like a big oh my god commercial the, for PlayStation. The, <laughs> well, it's just like a, a list of the video a games list, that they yeah. like. <laughs> it's literally like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, Petrus, yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Mario Kart, like Tekken 3. I'm like, wait, is this a song? But... Cut to, you know, I don't know, uh, a year earlier when Daft Punk's homework came out and the and there's uh, there's a song called Teachers and they just list, they're just like, and they list off all their favorite DJs. They're just like, li like, like uh, so it's the same thing. That, like, well, yeah, they're allowed to do it. So watching that Blue music video, 
they're talking about it. They're talking about the making music video, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we can just take things we like from our video games and turn into a music video, like Metal Gear oh, Solid." Yeah. The, the um, video, the music video for Blue is weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Alien, talk about aliens. Um, and they're like, they're like throwing Hadoukens and stuff. At, at yeah. the end. I, don't I have no idea. Uh, it's, it's very odd. So okay, so this album comes out. Blue goes to number two. A couple years later, Daft Punk drops Discovery, which is a lot more. It's got you know one more time, you know very accessible electronica. Yeah. Do you, do you think Europop, being as you know as big as it was, do you think it, it had an effect on the uh, like maybe like the public the mainstream uh, acceptance or maybe like em- embracing of electronica music? Oh, I was shaking my head no, and then I was like, oh, okay, maybe. Um, that's interesting. I mean, because at this the, point, Daft Punk are already legends. You know, they've, they've well, they're they're they are legends, exactly. Like they're, but they're not like a household name. Um, household name, perhaps. Yeah. Um, if you get the the football chant, and I think this is like this is a thing. If you get soccer fans to chant your song because it's that easily recognizable memorable and sing-alongable you know and it kind of gets people hyped you're onto something so i wonder if just like you know moby making songs for car commercials did did the music move towards like can this be chanted at a football game? Uh, right. Perhaps. So, yeah, da- Discovery comes out in 01. Uh, and, and you know, One More Time is like the big anthem. And that's infinitely memorable. And they, there, there became this thing in, in uh, forgive me, the genre of Euro pop. Where, like, if you get a good loop and then, like, throw a vocal over it and hit a kick drum, and it's catchy enough, you're gonna have a hit. So, Mojo's Lady, Music Sounds Better With You by Together. You know, Fats and Smalls Turn Around. These loops, the apex of that is One More Time by Tomas Bengalter and Yimenwell Hidehome Cristo, Daft Punk. And that like destroyed that formula of a, of a French house loop and a kick. It's like apex. We, we've, we got it. We're done. Now, that's an odd thing to say because, like, well, there's still rock music after Stairway to Heaven or whatever, you know? Um, but <laughs> if something's so simplistic that it's, like, only four parts and you just, like, like, crush all four parts and it's, like, done, you've annihilated a genre right. uh, of music. So um, did Eiffel 65 prep the world for Discovery? Maybe, yeah. That and I think we you. I'm happy you mentioned uh, play as well because play also came out in '99. But play is one of those really. It's like um, it's got one foot in, you know that that looping, um, technique, you know, uh, sampling, and it's got one foot in like that mainstream, you know, like it was enough of of both to be like. You know, to to have like mainstream 
acceptance and also like uh, and also appreciation by by the community of of, of of electronica djs you know like that's that's what i gathered from that you know like like mm-hmm. i said i got i got into play from my mom um who you know had that cd because she you know i think she understood that it was something special about it but you know and then but she didn't she doesn't know like the things that led up to you know to to that like that and when you brought it that's how i knew it was you know it, that's a very special record um yeah you're i feel like euro pop is just like straight pop you know like it's it's not a challenging record you know it's there's you know hardly any if if any like samples or or, or looping you know like it's it's kind of like it's a decade's worth of you know electronic staples and and visionaries condensed into this like pop album you know and it, like you said it kind of like prepared the states for the monster that was discovery because that is we haven't even we haven't gotten there but we will i know um because that's a that's huge yeah that's we'll, we'll get there uh i think uh, that, that's an episode in and of itself where we're just going to dedicate yeah probably, that perhaps one. yeah um i think like this one this one bleeding into the billboard charts and being recognized as a pop sensation. It's also a dance record, which is not a big, was not a big deal at the time. Like, so we're talking dance here, which is what we call all these subgenres in the States. It was a big deal for this to bleed over into our market um, and certainly prep everyone for what's to come. And, but like Moby's play certainly broke through and did a lot of business. And even like, you know, uh, radio play with Stefani and all that, but it was not dance music. Blue, the centerpiece of this album, um, yeah. you know, has it continues to pop up. It's, it's certainly, I, I love the way it's used in, in um, popular culture. Um, when, was the, when was the last time you heard it in anything? So, the most recent one that comes to mind, it opens up Iron Man three. Oh my God! <laughs> yes. Yo, listen up, and you're Here's okay. the story. So you're going to go see, guy. you know, RDJ, and then you're welcome to this movie by Eiffel sixty five, and you just you're automatically transported back to. 1999, which is when that first scene um, first scene takes place. I think it was meant to set place. you in that world. But exactly. Like, that, but like, it, with, like the, of of all the songs they could pick from they 99, they go, they go. Uh, yeah, I was they, they could have gone with like something from Moby. They could have gone with like Link Twenty Two, Jennifer Lopez, Destiny's Child. You know, but they went with Eiffel 65 because it's such a it it's it's a time capsule, but it's. It's fresh. Um, it, I, it's very, like you, it's very nuanced, and also probably pretty cheap to get to. Yeah, <laughs> let's and be then, real. But also recently, um, so the the pop artists uh, BB Rexa and David Guetta, David uh, Guetta, yeah, yeah, who French DJ ran with Daft Punk and and you know in the in the old days. Yeah, um, they sampled Blue uh, with their song "I'm Good." 
uh, blue, uh, and they they sample that iconic piano line um, as recently mm-hmm. as this uh, last year. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so probably introducing a whole uh, a whole new uh, batch of, of of young people uh, to to Eiffel 65, and I think that's really cool. You know, like this, or at least to Maurizio's piano plan. Like, Absolutely. there's something about something about that melody is like kind of hits, and it hit hard globally. It, it's one of the. Imagine like playing something on your guitar, and the entire world really enjoys it. I, I'm trying to think of what I mean. Like, uh, probably the cl- other thing I, that comes to mind is like Richie Blackmore's opening guitar riff for "Smoke on the Water." Dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. Like. Oh, three, five, six, oh. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's a great poll. I love that. I love that comparison. Oh, is this just the new smoke on the water, dude? <laughs> I'm okay with it if it is. I'm just blue, yeah. <laughs> My Corvette's parked outside. Blue is the water. Corvette's parked outside or something. <laughs> I've got uh, a girlfriend. She's also blue. <laughs> would you okay? Would you pick up Europop on vinyl or at least uh, one of one of a couple songs on single? Yeah, to have it. Oh my god, for sure. Yeah, Ab- of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- this one this one was really important to me. Like I said, it would it, it'd probably be in like the ten slot. Um, but as far as like albums go, that really molded me. Um, this is this is certainly one of them it, it really uh it might have been like a light approach but this is one that really made me appreciate electronic music and and synthesizer work uh before this i really hadn't had any experience and yeah this this one really means a lot to me and it was a lot of fun to talk about how about that i didn't know this was such a big uh, deal for you man that's so cool i love the euro pop oh my gosh awesome man it's just so, simple drums, uh, polka bass lines, umpa, 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 uh, a great melody, and this guy's wild vocals, and it makes and a it makes it makes a great uh, stew. And a lot of many people don't realize what an enormous impact their physical surroundings have on their mental well-being. Being surrounded by a home that feels like you and brings beauty and inspiration into your life gives you a feeling of calm and appreciation of the beauty in the world. You fill your home up with furnishings and items one way or another. Why not make them wonderful and a reflection of yourself? Joyce at Joyce Marie Interiors is committed to bringing beauty and elegance into the world one room at a time. Let her help you transform yours. Because if you could do it yourself, you would. Visit JoyceMarieInteriors.com for more information and tell her Jake and Elliot sent you. So I think that puts a nice bow on on Eiffel 65 and Europop. If you have not checked it out, uh, I could not recommend it uh, more. It's a really fun, light dance album um, that you could throw on if you're getting ready to go out, you know, doing dishes, cleaning the house. Uh, it's It'll put a little pep in your step. So definitely. It's absolutely it. worth a listen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Elliot and I have bounced around this idea for a while. Um, yes. You know, the 90s 
a lot of things. The nineties are, you know, hip hop. The nineties are rock. They're pop. Baggy pants. They're acoustic. They're, you know, ill-fitting clothes. Ill-fitting. <laughs> yes. A lot of bracelets. <laughs> and, <you know. laughs> but one of the things that I think a lot of a lot of folks um, think about when they think about the nineties are the movies produced by the Walt Disney um Walt Disney um company. Uh I yes. know personally growing up Aladdin, Little Mermaid, and Beauty and the Beast were on repeat, Lion King, Tarzan, yeah. just name huge. A just name huge. Huge. Um and aside from, you know, incredible storytelling and beautiful animation, what really makes these movies memorable are the songs that that populate them um and we've talked endlessly about our favorite movies um and tv shows and of course albums so we thought why not talk about some of our favorite disney songs so for next time we're gonna do a very special episode and we're hoping to get on a, a really special guest uh more on that uh later um but we're gonna just have a chat about our favorite disney songs and in Sippin' Mimo's fashion, it won't just be about Disney songs. We're going to talk about our favorite Disney movies probably too. We'll um, go across the board. Oh yeah. I'm really excited. And I'm, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty, pretty fantastic. Oh, that's oh, <laughs> Nick, Mickey, please. I know you're excited, but that was Jake. You're the real magic. <laughs> so <laughs> I say, I say, eat shit, Jake. Uh-oh, hey, get out of here, Foghorn. That's Warner that like, Brothers. That's Libby too. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we will probably have to do Space Jam at some point, too. That's totally Warner Brothers. Oh, boy, Space Jam. Well, there's, the a, very Jam famous, there's a very, very famous dance tune associated with that one. All right, anyways. Oh, God, let's just do Space Jam. Anyways. All right, but, look, uh, look, look forward to that, everyone. And yes. as always. Hey. Stay sipping. Stay sipping. I'll catch you later. Catch you later, bro.